crochet bays. We're gonna crochet while we talk about crochet, while we talk about crochet. You can crochet too. Yeah. Well, welcome back, everybody, to episode 39 of the Crochet Bays podcast. I'm Jess. I'm Megs. And we are the, the Crochet, Crochet Bays. And today we are starting part one of a two-part episode, which is going to have a little break of something else in between the two, but that's okay. We, we promise we won't leave you on a cliffhanger from today's episode. Um, but today we are going to be getting into some tips for beginners. And of course, you know, we're going to chat about some other things first, but just to give you guys a little glimpse of, of what is to come. Um, we thought it would be a great time as it's like the beginning of the year and there may be some newer friends to crochet who maybe your goal for 2024 or one of your new year's resolutions was to learn how to crochet and if so and you've just found this podcast as you're kind of looking for information you are in the right place friend you are in the right place we're going to share some tips for beginners of crochet and honestly if you're listening and you're like well I'm not a beginner I'm a seasoned crocheter um you know there might be some good reminders in here for you and uh if you're a crocheter you probably have people come up to you every once in a while going oh my gosh I want to learn to crochet do you have any advice for me now you can simply share this episode with them and you've given them all kinds of great advice neatly tucked in a, a little episode for them so yeah yeah what she said <laughs> but before we get into that we're gonna talk a little bit about what's new with us <laughs> i know what's new with megs <laughs> she's sick i'm uh, surprise, surprise surprise which is really not <laughs> it's really not that new is it <laughs> it's not i'm I'm uh, on the str struggle bus. We are, you know, surviving, not thriving right now. She's the captain of the struggle bus. I am. I is there a captain on a, on a bus? What's the what's the term? The bus driver. You're the driver of the I'm struggle bus. I'm the driver bus. of the struggle bus. I was like conductor. Nope, that's a train. <laughs> <laughs> that is a train. That is a train. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sick again. Uh, my weekend was rough, but. It's all right. We're um, slowly easing into into this week because um, I need to be fit and ready for my unicorn pattern release this week. Like doing push-ups in preparation or? Correct. Yeah. Like running <laughs> um, a 5K for it. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. It does. Um, so if I sound a little winded, well, that's because I am. Yeah, she just and got done running a 5K. <clears throat> Correct. <laughs> Fun fact, I'm uh, not a runner, but somehow, some way, I did you it. You did the 5K. And it feels <laughs> like it in my lungs right now. Yeah, your, lung, your lungs feel like they've done a 5K. They really um, did. I, walking up them stairs, man, I'm like, ugh. Oh gosh, that already wins me. I can't imagine like being sick and having Which is really crazy cuz I'm pretty sure you've ran a 5k. Listen. <laughs> when I was in peak marathon shape, I still would get winded going up the stairs. It's a different kind of cardio. It just It really is. is. It really do be. 
I really do be. I was like, I literally just ran 17 miles like two days ago. How am I winded going up the stairs? What is this? <laughs> it do be like truth. that. It do be like that. Um, well, so this we're recording this definitely ahead of time. So by the time this episode airs, that unicorn pattern will for sure be up and out it will. and live. Yep, it so. will be. It'll get it'll have a few days behind it. So you'll start seeing it on social media. And um, in terms of, you know, I've I think I talked about the unicorn in the last two episodes because I've had it. I've been advertising it um, Mm -hmm. a little bit over the last few weeks, quite a bit more than I have other patterns. I usually give it like a week or two. But this one I gave almost a month. Um, So it'll be interesting to see if that does anything positive or negative. Um, I'm actually working on a blanket right now. Um, I know. <laughs> Break the podcast and the internet. I need like the record scratch sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using worsted weight acrylic yarn. Yes, it she is. is. It is what I be doing. So I'm uh, working on a continuous granny square blanket. Um, it's a baby blanket. For somebody I went to high school with, she's having a um, her second baby, and it's a boy this time. She had a girl the first time, and it's been almost eleven years since she had a baby. So, oh dang, um, it's not uh, you know she's really starting from scratch, right? Um, in every way possible. So, I'm making her a baby blanket, and I'm also gonna make a matching beanie for the blanket, and then. Um, Mama Made Minis has this really cute um, dinosaur lovey, and I'm going to make that for her, too. Um, And her theme is dinosaurs, so it works out perfectly. And I actually planned out what I wanted to do before I even asked her about her theme, and I got really excited about it. And then I was like, oh, dang it. I forgot to ask her what her theme was. So I messaged her going, oh, hey, you know, what's the theme for your nursery? thinking I would have to scrap my plans and I was all disappointed and then she was like oh it's dinosaurs and I lost my crap I was so excited (laughs) you're like yes ding 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 that's amazing um that's gonna be such a precious little set of stuff it's gonna be so nice all together yeah and I think it'll look even better with some personalized leather tags with the year the baby was born where are you and gonna get his those? Name? Oh, I don't know. Um, maybe from one Berg's Nest crochet. I hear she makes some pretty high quality stuff. She does make some pretty high quality stuff. Yes. So I have two things to share. First of all, I think this is a first for us recording, like not being in person together. I think this is the first time we're both crocheting. We are. I'm working on the blanket and yeah. you're working on a blanket. I a think, blanket. Too, right? And that's the yeah. other thing. This is the first time I think ever, ever in our friendship that we've both been working on a blanket at the same time. Yeah. Or really anything the same at the same time. I don't think we've ever crocheted anything similar to each other. Mm hmm. Um, I didn't say the color scheme I was doing, which is very pretty. So oh, yeah. I'm actually alternating colors every single row, and it's quite daunting. But it's been worth it because the blanket's really pretty. I'm actually on the border now, so it's taken me – I'm on day four, I think, of it. Um, I made this blanket. It's like a 36 by 36, maybe a little bit bigger. I made it in four days, which uh, for a blanket I feel like is pretty good. Yeah. Especially for someone who doesn't make them regularly. Right. Um, 
<clears throat> so I did this like key lime color and then a really light baby blue, like really light, almost a gray, um, but it's blue. And then like a slight blue. And they just, the colors flow so nicely. Yeah, it's really pretty. I actually didn't realize that that was baby blue. I see it now. But yeah, yeah. Um, on the camera, it does look, it almost looks it white. It does. Yeah, it's like a like a gray white almost, but it is actually blue. And if you see the whole skein, which I'll show, I'll pop up too. You can see more of the blue. I think. Yeah, I think the camera is just making it look more like white it than it is. A lot of but. people, and you know, what was really funny is I when I was working on it, I was live with with um, HMBB today for her drop, and she thought that the dark blue was purple. So it oh. just goes, yeah, and it's definitely not. Like when I look at it, I'm like, that doesn't look anything like purple. Um, but cameras, they really do be changing colors. Yeah, they really do be. Um, yeah, so we're both working on blankets, which is fun. I'm working on the same blanket that I've been working on, the, uh, the floral diamond one. We are on diamond six of eight Ooh, of you're the off-white close. ones. Yeah, and then I still have, I said eight in a previous episode. I actually, I realized when I looked at the pattern again, it's um it's nine of the orange ones so eight of the off-white and then nine of the the burnt orange ones so I still have nine of those to make which is going to be <laughs> fun and that's like the vast majority of the crochet there's some triangles that you make to make it all square yeah um, and then of course like stitching everything together I'm sure will take some time but and is this the start of the blankets for like your couple friends and stuff yep yeah this is the first of uh eight blankets so this was just like the the first person that I had decided I was going to make a blanket for and asked them um, which one they wanted. This is the one they picked. So I'm kind of kind of trying to go in order of like in order of the people that I asked. Um, sure. It's not necessarily like the it's it's not the first pattern. It's actually the last pattern in the book. Um, so I'm not necessarily going in order of the book, but in order of who I'm making them for and which one they chose. So, but it's actually really cool. I was, I was kind of reading ahead just to get a sense for where the pattern is going and the way that you stitch it together is really unique. You do a reverse single crochet. So it's got this like really cool ridge along all of the diamonds and that's cool. I've never seen that before. Like seen a a reverse single crochet as a means of like stitching things together. It's very I can't do a reverse single crochet. I've tried and tried and tried and I can't do it. I love it. I I had to do a single crochet twist, but I cannot do a reverse single crochet. I had to get good at it um thanks to Bonnie Barker (laughs) from Bonnie Bay Crochet because it is it's a stitch that she uses quite often. And uh once I got the hang of it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. I love this. I just like I tried really hard to do it and I I can't do it like the twist one that is not the same stitch but does look somewhat similar Mm -hmm. um that one makes sense to me very easy the reverse one I don't know if it's because of the way that like the technique I use when I crochet or what but I just can't make it happen I mean it makes sense I suppose like because you crochet so differently anyway that yeah. it's, you know. But, I mean, it's it's the same end result. It's just a different way of getting there, basically. <laughs> right. So, anyway, that's what I'm working on. Um, And then, since we were talking about the... Um, since we were talking about the tags in Berg's Nest Crochet.com, 
Dude, you guys, I told you when this was happening, you were going to hear about it because I wouldn't shut up about it. (laughs) And we finally have a date. We have a launch date. I don't even know. I'm, I'm trying to think of when this episode will air. And it may already be at the point where it's already live by the time you hear this. But either way, it's going live on January 27th. Um, I'm going to be, if this happens to go up before then, I'm going to be doing a a TikTok live event like I normally do. And um, there's going to be a giveaway and we're going to have all kinds of fun stuff. I'm working on a couple of extra special things. So all the stuff you guys know and love from my website of the um, the custom tags and patches and the pre-designed stuff that I've had before that will all be there. But I also am going to be adding on some new stuff that, um, so it's going to be almost like a little mini drop within the relaunch of the website, if that makes sense. There will be some new products uh, there. Do we get a sneak peek on maybe something new we might see? Maybe I'll do a little sneak peek on the new Crochet Base Facebook group. Ooh, good idea. Tell us about that. Yeah. So there, um, we do have some ads that have been running that I had Michael record <laughs> uh, for the new Facebook group. So you guys have been hearing about it. But if you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, here in the present day when we're recording, we... I don't even think the Facebook group is like a week old yet, is it? Or No, no. Yes. Yeah. I don't think so. And we already have over 100 members, which is super exciting. Yeah. Super um, cool. But we're posting all kinds of fun stuff there. We're talking, we're having kind of like after the episodes air, we're having discussions about the episodes with everyone. Uh, we're posting little sneak peeks and behind the scenes before episodes go out. Um we're playing games and there's going to be some exclusive lives that are only happening in that Facebook group. Yeah. Um, we have some, um, we do a lot of, like discussions. Yeah. Getting your guys input and feedback for different things, making decisions or different episodes that we're putting together. So if you're not part of the Facebook group yet, definitely join because it's, it's a little bit of a party. I'm not going to lie. If you like unhinged Megs and Jess, and Emily, truly, because Emily really is a character in that group. And Michael. And Michael. Um, like, join the group because we get crazy in there. And if you like Unhinged, I mean, of course you do because you're here. Like, you wouldn't be here if you didn't. True that. True Unless you just hate listening, which, you know, be my guest. I just, I'm going to tell you guys this, like, because it's going to make you want to go look at the post. Michael. <laughs> Michael. I know exactly which post you're talking about before. Yep. Yeah, you do. I was so triggered, man. (laughs) Michael posts a picture. He does like an AI picture of like the AI crochet wrapped around like some bougie exotic car. car. Um, And interior, like on the outside of it and the interior. And then he like had AI put his face on a person next to the car and he's like, hey, I'm new to the group. Look what I made. And just <laughs> shut up, Michael. Shut uh, up. He knows because I vent to him all the time about like these stupid AI crochet posts yeah. and everybody falling for them saying, oh, that's so beautiful. Look at all that hard work. And I'm like, Michael loves to trigger us. And Michael and me's friendship love language is roasting each other. So and making fun of each other and making each other mad. So. 
Yep. Um, and that's basically what his ad is about, is just him saying, join the group because it's me stirring the pot. It really is him stirring the pot. Although Emily does also stir the pot. Yep. Um, she called me wife Megan. Did you see that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now you like, have to. Ex- I don't think you've explained that on the podcast. I've never. So you okay. have to explain it. <clears throat> Without giving you guys all details because I don't want you stalking me. Stop it. Um, Stop it. So our church has like a staff page. You know, if you go on a church website, typically you can find a page that has pictures of the staff and their names and maybe a little description or blurb about them. Okay, so our church's staff page has like pastor, blah, 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 and blah, 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 which is like the pastor and then his wife. Um, Except for Davies says Davies Styles and wife Megan. (laughs) Like nobody else has the precursor of wife. (laughs) No, it's like they got to know that. It's okay, guys. They're married. (laughs) Or like wife is somehow your title. Yeah, <laughs> like what? Like <laughs> that is oh, who you it makes are. me so irritated. And I've we've <clears throat> almost been at this church a year. March will be a year, so we're coming up on it. And I'm still wife making on the <laughs> website. <laughs> and I told Emily and them about it, and Emily thinks it's the funniest thing ever. Which <laughs> she really, does. she really does. Like it is funny. I'm laughing thinking about it. But Emily takes Emily. <laughs> Sorry, it's just funnier that she calls you wife Megan because it automatically gives you like sister wife vibes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like like Emily's Roman Empire is the fact that my church calls me wife Megan. I keep messing with the mic because I'm laughing and like <laughs> Emily's Roman Empire is wife Megan. Oh my gosh. Put that on a t-shirt. That's it. That's all we needed for today. We're and disturbing poor Meg's cro- lungs. The crochet based podcast. Yeah. End of episode 39. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> that. Yeah. So that's, that's where the wife Megan oh. thing comes from. Oh, it's so funny. So if you, uh, you want to troll me? That's another good one. Another really funny thing that happened is my homie Jason accidentally autocorrected Amigurumi sticks or Ami sticks from Jackie to hamburger Romy sticks. <laughs> Wait, that's not even close. What? I don't oh, know hamburger Amigurumi. Okay, I can see that. I can see yeah. that. Yeah. He autocorrected to hamburger Romy. So now everyone in my lives, anytime I say Ami sticks, they go, don't you mean hamburger Romy? That's amazing. I love that. I know. I, I keep forgetting to tell Jackie about it, and I need to. That's so um, funny. Oh, man. It's so funny. So, yeah. You know, wife Megan, hamburger Romy sticks. Also, this... you've you've helped Emily's um, goal of getting a shout-out in each episode. She's I got, did. She got her shout-out for today. I don't think she got one in the last episode, though. I am I think she did. Did she? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she did. Gosh dang it. It is going to be my goal to try to prevent it from happening. <laughs> she really do be getting shout outs almost every time. Yeah, I know. Who does she think she is? Anyway, <sighs> uh, what you drinking over there? Um, I got a melted um, <laughs> Starbucks mocha frappuccino. And, you know, it's melted, but it's still good. I'm still fine with it. It's like a chocolate milk. A little chalky milk over there gotta get that chicky nugs and chalky milk (laughs) 
And I'm drinking coffee out of my mug that says, time spent with cats is never wasted. Which is apparently a quote by Sigmund Freud, because that's what it says. Is it really? Yeah. I don't know. I guess he was a cat person. Who knew? Who knew? Um, Speaking of, like, the crochet bays and stuff, you know, not like <laughs> this is all about us. Like this whole um, episode. <clears throat> we have merch again. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Guys, go and get your merch. So many people have been asking us, when is it coming back? It's back. So, but let me let me preface this a little bit. It is downsized. Um, currently, we only have three options, uh, and they're all clothing options. So, we had to rework some things. The platform we were using really was not working. Um, it was costing us more money than it was building. And not that we make a huge profit off of any of this. It's mostly just for the fun of it. But we didn't want to be in the negative either. So <laughs> right. we did take down all the extra stuff. Currently, it's three shirts. Um, but two of them are new, which is fun. So we have like the main logo. And then we have another one that is a small logo, like on the chest, on the side. Um, but the back of the shirt has the Crochet Base theme song, which is really cool. And I think it's my favorite shirt. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, the the script on the logo, you know, you guys have seen the logo, the little crochet based script that's written out on the top of it. I actually have a shirt that has just that on it as well. So I really mm -hmm. like these ones. Um, I know like Love a Good Crochet Bay is probably the most popular one we sold. It will be coming back. It's just going to take me a little time because I have to um, remake that design. So it might look a little different, but I'm going to get it as close as possible. So if you are looking for merch... Um, you got to go over to my link tree and it is in my official merch store and you'll find all three designs on there. It's in the show notes too. In the show notes. Yeah. And if you have, you know, if you got the original Love a Good Crochet Bay shirt, uh, well, the value just went up immensely because you have the original before it was revised. So, you know, hang on to it one day. It could be worth millions. Crochet Bay's listeners. We have been telling you about the Great Granathon for a while, and I wanted to bring you some updated information about where the proceeds will be going and the deadline to have the squares sent in. First of all, we are happy to let you know that all proceeds raised from the sale of this community blanket will go toward Free International. Their mission is to end human trafficking in the U.S. Believe it or not, the U.S. is ranked in the top three of worst countries for human trafficking. They carry out their mission through finding, restoring, embracing, and empowering survivors of human trafficking. You can find out more about the amazing work they're doing at freeinternational.org. The most important thing you need to know is that all granny squares must be postmarked by March 26th, 2024 to be included in the blanket. That is your deadline. So if you've been thinking about it, but just haven't gotten around to it yet, this is your sign to get those granny squares made and sent in to Meg's P.O. Box, which is in the show notes. As a reminder, we are looking for granny squares made in shades of pink and or cream with a finished measurement of six by six inches. Happy crocheting. All right, everybody, welcome back. And we are going to be jumping into part one of tips for beginners. We're breaking this up into two parts because we... We actually did this a while ago, and we've been kind of sitting on this, but we're, we're finally getting around to putting this episode together. But we went live a while ago and asked all of you lovely people on TikTok Live 
what your best tips were for beginners. And we got a lot of feedback. We got a lot of input, and we which we always appreciate. Um, and I kind of started putting them into categories so that we could kind of go through a, a few categories and have them be organized a bit. And they started to fall into kind of four main categories. And since we have so much stuff here, we decided that instead of trying to rush through all of this, we were going to break it up and do two of those categories today and then two of them in part two. So um, the things we're going to cover today is we're going to talk about some tips for beginners for patterns and then also for yarn. So we're going to start off with pattern stuff. And Meg's had a tip of her own that she wanted to share when it comes to patterns. So do you want to go ahead and share that? Yeah. So um, I think one of the biggest things I hear a lot of people who who say that they're a beginner and newbie is, oh, I made this thing and it didn't turn out or it looks awful or I didn't understand it or whatever else. And I think we fall into this perception in the beginning of of learning crochet um, that we have to make something like we actually have to finish something. Um, throw that out throw that whole idea out because that is just simply not true you can't complete a project without knowing the techniques and the tools to make it happen so it isn't simply just a I have a hook and a yarn now I'm going to make a blanket or a washcloth or a teddy bear or whatever else like there's techniques there and they're all different based on what you're making there's tension there's gauge there's so many different things um, and if you aren't familiar with the basics of those, um, you're just simply not going to find success in completing a project. And I'm not saying that tr- attempting to complete a project is a bad thing. I'm just saying that I, I, I think you will find that you'll be far more successful if you don't focus so much on trying to make something and you just focus on learning the techniques first. Right, right. And the finished projects will come eventually. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple different, you know, sources, places you can go to to find your patterns. Um, a great place to start off, especially if you are a visual learner, would be YouTube. Um, I think most people know at this point that there are videos about learning how to crochet on YouTube. I didn't realize until you know when I decided to start my business like just how much there is that you can find on YouTube that truly if you can think of it there's a pattern for it pretty much you know um Mm -hmm. just like the the vastness of you know you can figure out how to make a, a Christmas tree skirt or uh you know cover for your Kindle reader or a couch for your cat or scrunchies. Like, I mean, it's just like, there's such a vast amount of things that you can make. And so, you know, if you want to just kind of like get your creativity going, or maybe you need to find something that you get really, really, truly excited about. And that's like the, the, the spark that you need to say, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put in the work to learn because I have to make fill in the blank. Um, but 
there's tons of simple projects on YouTube and also not just projects, but teaching the very basics, the very beginning, the the foundations mm-hmm. of crochet. The beauty of YouTube is that like truly you can learn all these foundational stitches and absolutely the the very basics of how to hold a hook, how to hold yarn. And since there's no one right white, wow, <laughs> there's no <laughs> one right way to do it. There is no white way. There is no white Thank way. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, you can kind of explore and shop around until you find the right video, the right creator mm-hmm. that fits your learning style, that fits the, you know, whether you're right-handed or left-handed, all these different factors. Like, I think sometimes people will find, you know, whatever the top video is of like how to hold a hook or how to crochet, how to do a single crochet, whatever. And because they just can't seem to get it, they give up when it's like, well, there's 10 other ways that you can do that. And maybe you just need to try a couple more until you find the one that works for you. So, you know, don't be afraid to kind of like look around on YouTube and find a person that it, maybe their teaching style just works with your brain. You know, you might have yep. to look around a little bit before you find that person or that channel. Um, and then another really hyper specific tip with YouTube is use that playback speed button to your advantage. Um, if you feel like, cause I I've been there before you guys learning a stitch, learning a new stitch. And it's like, it's almost like magic you're like whoa whoa, whoa. where did where did that loop go where did that where did that hook go and it's like you you've watched it like five times but you just can't figure it out to replicate it slow that playback speed down and that is usually really really helpful to be able to figure out a little bit easier or even you can speed it up if like you know maybe they're showing the same thing over and over again and you're like okay I got it I just need to get to the next part you can even speed it up if you want to rather than trying to like fast forward through to find the next part and then it's like you go too far and you have to <laughs> that whole song and dance um so that playback speed is um hugely helpful either way absolutely yeah and then um I think man when it comes to like oh, I couldn't figure it out. I gave up. I think the number one reason why I see that or someone doesn't try but really wants to learn is because they're left-handed and they don't think left-handed people can crochet. That is so funny to me. And we've done an episode about that in the common misconceptions. But I didn't – I thought that was kind of just like funny, like, oh, people don't actually believe that. No, people really truly do believe that if you're left-handed, you can't crochet. We know that's not true. I'm left-handed. I know a lot of left-handed crocheters. Um, YouTube, though, is a great way to learn left-handed crocheting because there are a lot of YouTube creators who do who are left-handed and do left-handed tutorials, and, or there's others that are ambidextrous and will do both right-handed and left-handed tutorials. Um, and that's particularly helpful when you are trying to learn a, a new technique, like a new stitch, um, it's a lot easier to see it in the way that you crochet than to replicate something from somebody who is um, who's a different dominant hand than you. Right. You actually covered the next uh, the next point, which was there are lefty specific tutorials if you need them. So yeah. So that's good. Go and go and find them if if that is you. Um, Another really, I think this is a really great tip because I think this is not just for beginners. I think this is for everybody because it's just something that I 
don't think about when I think about looking for patterns is go to your local library and check out crochet books. You know, books that teach you how to crochet, books that have different patterns in them. Like, that's such a fun idea. Like, I've just never thought, ah, I should go to my library. But of course, you know, that that's so fun. Such a fun idea. Totally. I love I've it. actually never thought of that either. Yeah. Um, and it is really genius, especially if you're on a budget right now and you can't necessarily like afford to buy patterns or um, or crochet books at a craft store. And and even if you're not like a library person, like there is an endless possibility for free stuff on the Internet when it comes to crochet. Um, right. Videos, blogs, whatever, you name it. But. The library is another really great resource. Right. Truthfully. Um, And not only for pattern books, but also there are, um, you can always ask at your local library to see if there is some type of crochet group or class. Um, You would be surprised how often different little like crafting groups are created within a library. Right. Or just like community centers in general. Yeah. Yep. Which that's that's a tip that we have for later on. So we'll mention it again. But that's it's a good one. Um, there are lots of people either, you know, even in our generation, but I would say also the older generations that want to make sure that the craft that they're passionate about is getting taught and passed on to the next generation. So they're mm-hmm. like, they will sit and teach you all the things because, you know, they, they care about it and it's something that's precious to them. And I feel the same way, but like, I can imagine as I get older, the more I will want to like really make sure that this craft is, is carried on, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, and then the next couple bits of advice for patterns are, in the case where you've maybe purchased a pattern from a designer, straight from the designer. So that would mm-hmm. be, you know, from an Etsy or from a blog or something like that. So if you've, you've found a pattern on, on one of those websites like, you know, Etsy or Ravelry or something. Um, these two tips. So the first one is, you know, if you get stuck on something, don't be afraid to reach out to the designer if you need help. And let's put a disclaimer on that. That's after you've read through the whole pattern. Yes. And you've read yes. carefully. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because I know, because I've heard Meg's <laughs> vent <laughs> in, in a couple different moments. Um, you know, don't reach out to the pattern designer if you haven't actually read the pattern. Uh, read it. Try some things, you know, before you just go straight to their inbox. But, like, if you're truly stuck, don't be afraid mm-hmm. to reach out and um, let them know that you're having trouble with something. Yeah. Like, I'll give you an example. If you are struggling with a round in my Tofu the Turtle pattern, let's talk through it. Let's work through it. Let's, let's um, you know, I'll help you to the best of my abilities. But if you're messaging me and saying something like, hey, I just bought your pattern. I don't know what TRBO means. There are two sections in that pattern that will tell you exactly what it means and how to do it. And if you have not looked at that portion of it yet, then you need to go back and look at that. Now, if you look at that and you're still like, I just can't quite figure this out, then let's talk and I'll help you. I'll talk you through how to make a treble bobble. Yeah. A lot of it just comes down to reading comprehension. <laughs> it really do be. Oh, man. And then the other uh, other thing is 
Just because a pattern says beginner doesn't mean you won't still need help. <laughs> hundred, hun, I was going to say hundo, and then I started to say a <laughs> hundred, and it came out something real weird there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And don't feel bad about that. Like, if you're like, oh, man, this thing says beginner, and I, I can't even figure out a beginner pattern. Like, um, it's up to the designer to decide what beginner means and sometimes people's definition of beginner can be very different absolutely um I don't actually even advertise a single one of my patterns as a beginner pattern um with the exception of Steve the snake and I still have people go oh tofu is a really easy beginner pattern I don't feel like tofu is a really easy beginner pattern I feel like you need to have some knowledge of techniques he's not like crazy difficult but there's some things in there that you definitely need to know before you can just jump in and make a tofu. Um, but a lot of people are like, oh, it's really easy. I think it's beginner. And I'm like, cool. Right. Right. So moving on to the yarn tips. And this is kind of I, – I, yarn is kind of a maybe vague – there's there's a few different kind of semi-categories <laughs> within here. Yeah. Um, I'm going to kind of go lightning round through a few of these because I don't think some of these don't necessarily need to have a a bunch of expounding on them. Um, The first one is start with a light color yarn. Do yourself a favor. Don't make your first project like black yarn. And the simple reason why is just because it's harder to see your stitches with a really dark colored yarn. So something lighter is going to make it. Yeah. White yarn, you can't see your stitches super well either. So wouldn't recommend that one either. Right. Um... Uh, practice your chains to learn tension. That's mm-hmm. a really simple way. Um, just, you know, if you learn that very first basic part of crocheting, which is doing your chains, um, just make yourself a real long chain to get the hang of it. it. It will also help with making sure that you're comfortable with holding the yarn, holding the hook. You'll start to, you know, learn your tension a little bit. Um, so don't be afraid to practice those chains for a bit. Um, Die lot numbers. Here's my dirty little secret. I don't care about them. Um, <laughs> I don't follow them either. But I've seen the repercussions of not yes. following them. It, I will say the they project. matter. They matter more with like whites and creams mm-hmm. than they do with uh, like and maybe yellows. Right. Um. I don't feel like you see them as much with like blues and greens and purples and reds. Like, but I do see it happen with those like really like whites. And creams where like the most subtle change will throw it completely off. So right. I don't really follow them either. But honestly, if I was making something that was really important. Right. Like some um, huge blanket where yeah. you're going to have this one section that's different and it's an eyesore. It it matters depending on what the project is and what the type of yarn is. Because some yarns don't have dye lots. Some do, some don't. So first yeah. of all, you know, there I, may not even I be will a dye say, lot to check. I don't see dye lot issues as much with chenille yarn as I do yeah. with cotton, acrylic. Yeah. Um, it's a lot know, of that. Wool. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's something to check for. It'll be on the label of your yarn if it's there. So just kind of, you know, turn over that paper label, familiarize yourself with it. Um, There's lots of different information on that. And I don't think we can truly go over all of that in a Mm -mm. concise way. But once again, YouTube is your friend. If you go to YouTube and type in like reading yarn labels, I'm sure there's probably like 
17 billion videos that will pop up that will show you, you know, the numbers of, of understanding what the different numbers mean for weights of yarn, for what hook size it recommends, for the type of yarn that it is, um, for the yardage and the weight and all these, there's lots of different numbers and just taking a few minutes to research like what those different numbers mean will make your life a lot easier and save yourself some headaches of um, when you're trying to figure out how much yarn do I need for this project or is this the right type of yarn for my project? Um, knowing what those numbers mean will go a long way in those kind of things. Absolutely. And side tip, you can always return yarn if you don't need it, but it is very hard to find a dye lot that you've already purchased. That's if true. You didn't it can purchase be. enough. Yep. Yep. So um, another thing is uh, you you kind of already said this to start with a smooth yarn like acrylic. Um, mm-hmm. Just, you know, make your life a little bit easier when you're first trying. You don't need the added challenge of a yarn that's very difficult to work with. So. Yep. <laughs> so start start with an acrylic yarn. It's just going to be, you know, there's a reason why it's kind of like the most used yarn. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, try holding the hook or and or yarn in different ways and we kind of reference this in the the youtube videos there's lots of different ways that you can hold your yarn that you can hold your hook and it's all about finding what works best for you there's no one way that is the correct way to do it because we're all different as human beings so you know just try some different things experiment a little bit and figure out what works best for you um another i'm kind of like looking through here and seeing what we've talked about what we haven't um count your stitches yeah yep that seems like you know kind of a self-explanatory thing but truly it's a labor of love but just do it just do it until you're confident in what you're doing Mm -hmm. and then even when you're not or you are confident in what you're doing you're still gonna have to count stitches at times right Right. Count your stitches. And if you're making something like a granny square or, you know, a washcloth, which that would be my advice personally is, you know, start with something small and like square or rectangle because that will help you understand if you're increasing or decreasing accidentally or something. It'll help you see because obviously if you're if the end of your project is wonky, (laughs) that means that you're, you know, somewhere along the line, you're you're dropping a stitch or you're adding a stitch. And so something that's going to have those like, you know, nice straight edges will tell you whether that's going the right way. And then you can also use a stitch marker. Mark the last stitch of your row so that when you come back to it, um, you know, okay, this is my last stitch. And that will help you learn to identify what the last stitch of each row is. Because that can be, I found that to be a really, really tricky thing for me when I was first starting out is understanding, you know, is it that the turning chain? Is that the last stitch or do I work all the way into am I adding a stitch you know so the the stitch marker will help with a lot of that absolutely um somebody had suggested using granny squares to start which I think can be a great tool um yeah it's like I said it's small it's square um it will help you get familiar with some of the basic stitches while also teaching you how to increase and the nice thing about those granny squares is that you can make, you know, multiple of them <clears throat> while you're getting comfortable with those stitches and, and just learning the basics of crochet. But then once you're done making a handful of them, once you've kind of 
gotten yourself a little bit more familiar, well, now you have so many possibilities of what you can do with them, putting them together to make a finished project um, by stitching them together in whatever way you decide you want to use them. You know, you can make a bag, you can make a hat, you can make, I mean, a billion different things with granny squares. So that is a nice, a nice way to start off is, you know, use those granny squares. And then once you've gotten comfortable with making them, then you can decide, you know, how to put them together into a finished project. Absolutely. Um, this was a random tip for beginners with AMIs, uh, which I, I, I basically understand what this means, but it's funny me saying it because I'm like, let me give you some advice on AMIs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reading what the, what the thing says, people. Uh, it says, stuff the sides first like a donut. Do yeah, you want to elaborate? Me. Okay. Do yeah. you want to elaborate on okay, that? So it's a technique that I use um, when I'm shaping and stuffing AMIs. Um, I stuff like a donut. So I put my stuffing in and then I kind of mold it into a donut shape so that the center just basically is empty. And then as I keep building up the walls and making it like thicker until I've gotten the walls pretty much as, as tall as I want them. And then I stuff the center. Um, I feel like that helps shaping a lot more and it makes makes um stuffing a little bit easier and helps prevent like flat spots yeah so yeah just a little tip there on tip for you um and then the uh the last tip is make sure that you're weaving in your ends um Mm -hmm. the first like five or six blankets i made when i was like when all i knew was single crochet um I think I just tied things in knots and then like hoped for the best. (laughs) I definitely did that and then clipped off the ends and the knot never stays. Yeah. I didn't clip like there's just there's just little strands of yarn that are just there. You know, like I truly did not have a concept of like, how do you get a finished piece without like, I just didn't know how that worked. So I just didn't do it. Um, and maybe that's you. Maybe you're listening going, yeah, I don't understand how to get that finished look without having, like, what am I supposed to do with the leftover yarn? It's called weaving in your ends. Um, once again, we're going to, we're going to send you Absolutely to YouTube. Nobody likes it yeah, or it, enjoys it. If you like it weaving in ends. a necessary evil. There's something wrong with you if you enjoy it. Um, you can go to YouTube. There are going to be plenty of videos of different techniques. Once again, find the way that you like that works best for you. But whatever option you choose, um, I would suggest weaving that end in a couple times, going back and forth a couple different directions, um, just to ensure that your project's Mm -hmm. not going to come undone, especially if you're selling it or gifting it. Like, you don't want it to come apart. And that will always be a fear in the back of your mind, by the way. Like, that will never go away, that your piece is going to, like, come undone. So get used to that feeling. Um, (laughs) But as long as you do the best that you can do, then, you know, that's all you can do. So Solid it advice. is, I will say it, it is easier for our Ami friends when it comes to weaving in ends than it Absolutely is, is for but everybody it, else. It also is really easy to weave in an end and then later down the line when it, that plushie is like messed with a little bit, the ends pop out. So there is some technique to it. It is easier than weaving into like a blanket or wearables, but if you're tail isn't long enough and you haven't weaved it through the polyfill enough it will come out yeah weave in those ends weave in those ends people 
Did you know that the Crochet Bays now have a Facebook group? The Crochet Bays podcast Facebook group is an amazing place to connect with other listeners of the podcast, catch behind the scenes and sneak peek content, get access to exclusive Facebook live streams with the Bays and more. But if that wasn't enough to entice you, I am in the Facebook group, wreaking havoc, stirring the proverbial pot, being a general nuisance. So follow the link in the show notes and become a member of the Crochet Bays podcast Facebook group right now. All right, everybody, it's time for Meg's Useless Science Fact. Meg's Useless Science Facts. They're useless and they don't make sense, but she's going to say them anyway. Go. My uh, immune system may be useless right now, but it it's not as useless as <laughs> this science fact I'm about to tell you. <laughs> what if that was the useless science fact? Like, my immune system, that's it. It's that's useless. the joke. Oh, man, I should have done that. Um, No, this one's actually kind of cool. It's not as like, oh, very clever. This one's actually kind of cool. The universe's average color is called cosmic latte. I want a cosmic latte. Like, I want. I know. That sounds awesome. I want to know what a cosmic latte is. Is it like a latte that tastes like a cosmic brownie? Oh, dude. Yeah. Yep. Yep. If I got a cosmic brownie in my school lunch, it was a heckin' good day. Oh, you were like the rich kid. <laughs> I was not, but it made me I mean, feel me neither, rich. but but I felt rich. Yeah. It was like when you got the Lunchable, even though it was like the most useless, barely <laughs> anything food you could possibly get. Listen, the pizza Lunchables with the dessert pizza were Oh, elite. heck yeah. Elite. That is like almost a cosmic brownie. Right. It was like... The, the dessert pizza walked so cosmic brownies could run. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, man. Well, thanks for sharing that interesting oh, useless science this, fact. This has been Useless Science Facts with my useless immune system. <laughs> with my useless immune system. <laughs> oh, man. We also want to do a little listener email shout out from our friend Salil. She said, um, hold on, let me make sure I'm reading this properly. Joining the crochet community and watching both of you go, both of you guys live, I have created friends from the lives. When I heard about the Crochet Bays podcast, I was so excited to listen to it while crocheting or doing homework and listening to it every day made it seem like we were hanging out or something like that. I am glad you ladies started this podcast and have created many fun moments during the podcast because some days when I've had a rough day or just need a laugh, you guys are always there to help with that. So thank you so much. Thank you to the both of you for being amazing people, inspiring others to start goals and helping people like me in either the crochet world or the hot cocoa bomb world. Watching you, Megs, I have been making amigurumis for about a year as a hobby and I've been told by so many to start a business, which I might after I graduate college. Watching you, Jessica, make blankets and other cute wearables have made me want to start that as well. I just need to push myself and believe I can do it. Both of you guys have inspired so many people to start crocheting, and for that, we as a community are thankful. I can't wait for many other fun moments in the podcast in the future. Thank you again, both, for being amazing people. Wow. She Salil! really she really You're just... the real MVP. I actually know exactly who this is, too. Like, yeah. I, I've... I remember specifically interacting with her in live she's pretty dope um don't go to the dark side don't do it don't don't do those wearables don't Come do it the dark side we have cookies don't don't do it and functioning can, immune systems 
I can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Last minute addition for episode 40. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That is going to end up being a t-shirt. It's just, it's going to have to be. That I feel like is in line with the, um, you can eat three foods. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Slil, for your email. You. It was lovely. And, um, I feel like I got to watch my ego now because you called me amazing so many times. Yeah. Don't tell her that. <sighs> you know what? Only one of us can be amazing at a time, okay? At a time. <laughs> we have to take turns. It's my turn now. Okay, I'm the amazing one now. Okay. <laughs> anyway, thank you for that. We always love hearing from you guys, so keep the emails coming. And also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can also leave us a written review there. Spotify does not have that feature. Also, like, what's up with that, Spotify? Give us a give us a written review, uh, like option. That would be great. But on Apple, it would Podcasts, be a great you option. You you're still a dope podcast platform. Though. Like we really do love you, but that would be the one thing that I would love to see happen on on the Spotify platform. But anyway, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a written review, <clears throat> and those help us um, over on that platform as well. So, otherwise, always send us an email. We love them. Right. You can always send us an email. And finally, before we go for the night, well, you can listen to this at any time of day. It's currently night where we are. Um, we, of course, have to shut up and take your money. <laughs> so today's shut up and take my money is not a specific product by a specific company or brand or person. But in general, we wanted to give a little shout out to Silicone Beaded hooks holla we have a few different friends who make them megs Mm -hmm. would you like to shout out some of them yeah so first and foremost we're gonna shout out abby from stitching with abby because she makes some pretty dope silicone crochet hooks and the cool thing about it is you know we all have preferences right some of us like clover some of us like boy some of us like susan bates she's got all the options um and they're super super cute um, on the other side of it, we also have another silicone hook maker, um, Jackie from Dandelion Tonic, and she also makes really super cute hooks. She likes to use Disney Dorables, which we all know and love. Um, and she makes Ami sticks, which I'm not going to talk about those as much today because maybe we'll go into those another time. But will. they really are um, silicone hooks really are the bee's knees. They are ergonomic. Again, you can get the different style of hooks that you want, which is really cool. And they're very customizable, which is pretty neat. Um, so definitely go check those two out because um, they have some dope products. Yeah. I'm literally using a silicone beaded hook right now. And this one was gifted to me. I did not purchase it. But um, this one was made by our good friend Kim. And it has a little Duncan on it. Not Duncan Donuts. Cute ones for us. But Duncan the cat. also using... A silicone beaded hook. And I have a lot of them. I have a whole collection. Yeah, she has um, way more than me. Way too many. Um, I'm currently using a bingo one. And not bingo like the game. Bingo like as in like the show Bluey. Yeah. Um, and I have a lot of coffee themed one as well. 
Yeah, coffee-themed ones as well. <laughs> um, I have a Dunkin' Donuts one. I have a Starbucks one. I have generic coffee. I have a lot of them. So I also have a Bluey hook. I have a Lisa Frank hook. Um, I have a Barbie hook. Barbie? Oh, I have a Chick-fil-A. I have several Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and, and I have... A Little Debbie Christmas tree cake crochet hook. And now yeah. I want a Cosmic Brownie one. Right? Do they even make those? They need I to. don't know, but I will find it. I love that. Yeah, I do not have as extensive of a collection because I have not actually purchased any. The only ones I have are ones that have been sent to me. And I have had quite a few sent to me. Like, I'm I'm impressed at the amount that I have. <laughs> Um, I have a few cat ones. I have like two that are Hotch themed, two that are Duncan themed. Uh, actually I have three that are Duncan themed. Um, I have a cute one with a cross on it that says Faith. I have one that has, um, oh, is it a Monstera leaf? It's one, it's, it's a leaf and it's really Yeah, it's a Monstera. Um, and, oh gosh. And I have a few, I have a few others too. Oh yeah, I have, we have our, our crochet base ones, our Megs and Jess hooks. Oh yeah. She made ones that look like us. Yeah. Um, so I, I love my, I love my hooks. And the one thing that I need to do to them to actually use them more is I need to take a little Sharpie, a little fine, like paint pen Sharpie Mm -hmm. and actually write the size of them somewhere on them because I'm always like, there's a few that I know what size they are but then there's like a handful of them that I'm always like oh gosh is this a four is it a 4.25 is it a four and a half I truly have no idea (laughs) Uh, so I need to just I need to just write them down but anyway yeah silicone beaded hooks if you're trying to figure out what type of hooks you like I would suggest getting one giving it a try and seeing if you like it I bet you will a lot of people do so yeah All right. Well, that is going to wrap up today's episode. Thank you always for listening, for sharing the podcast, for giving us five stars, for following the podcast, for joining the Facebook group, for getting the merch, for sending in a granny square for the great granathon. You guys, you just, you're doing it all and we love you for it. And uh, every time you share the podcast, interact with it, engage with it in any kind of way that helps us to reach more, more friends. And we're always grateful for that. So Um, hope that you enjoyed this episode. Hope that if you're a beginner, that this was very useful for you and hopefully you'll come back and join us for part two, where we're going to dig into, um, more tips for beginners. So until next time, hope that you crochet, drink coffee and be kind. Okay. Bye. Okay. All right. One, two, one, two, three, four. Crochet, baby. We're gonna crochet while we talk about crochet while we talk about crochet. You can crochet too. Yeah!